0: Charged Up Studio listeners. This is Dana Oliva with Marketatomy LLC and Charged Up Studio. And we are here today with Helen. And Helen, give me your last name.
1: Olivera.
0: <laughs> Helen Olivera. Yeah. <laughs> who is with ML uh, Insurance? And she's going to kind of talk to us a little bit today about business insurance. And I know that um, Most micro business owners like myself, and probably a lot of you out there, don't think about business insurance when it comes to starting your business, especially those who are service based and work out of their own home. So before we get going, Helen, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I did not get a bio, so I'm going to trust you to tell
1: me a little bit
0: about (laughs) who you are
1: and how you got into the industry. Okay, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I am um, born in the United States, but I grew up in Portugal. And I am an accounting major. I worked as an accountant for many, many years. I'm not going to give you the number, but many years. And, uh, and that is where I kind of saw the need of some of the businesses. Uh, they did not know much about insurance and how to protect themselves. And that's how I kind of got a little bit into it. I took a bit of a sabbatical uh, for about three years, and then I decided to get all my insurance licenses, started working for State Farm, did that for a little while, and then I decided to go on my own and open an independent agency.
0: Ah, okay. So this is your agency that you've got right now?
1: It is. I am an independent agent, yes. Okay. Not a franchise, just an independent agent.
0: Okay, great. So before we get into the nitty gritty of insurance programs and the different types and what are the, you know, can you tell me a little bit, what are the legal ramifications, if any, of not having the appropriate insurance on your business?
1: Well, the legal ramifications is that, you know, we all work hard to build our businesses. And if someone uh, was to uh, either get injured Uh, or something was to go wrong, and uh, a policy, uh, or or not have coverage, you know, a client gets injured, an employee gets injured, and you don't have the right coverages. Um, We know that there's attorneys out there that will help that person to get the most out of you and your business. So something that you've built for so long, now suddenly is at risk. So So there's no... Some of the businesses you're required to have insurance, but not all. Right.
0: When when you're talking about the architectural engineering construction market, there's bonding insurance. There's different types of insurances that you need there. They're required. yourself. But, you know, for for a small business that might be working out of their home, providing services per se or whatever, Mm -hmm. what you're saying is there's no legal uh, requirement that they do it. Um, and they may turn around, these small business owners may turn around and say, well, I'm set up as an LLC or a corporation that's protecting me. Why would I need to have insurance as well?
1: What would be yeah. your response to that? We, we get that a lot. But, you know, if let's say you're a, a marketing agent doing marketing services or, or you're an accountant, you're a bookkeeper doing from home, we have several of those. Um, You want to have at least the Arizona emissions. You don't need general liability because you don't have the people walking in, uh, that traffic in in and out of your, you know, your establishment. But you could make a potentially, you know, mistake uh, with someone's, uh, let's say, bookkeeping or something that could cause an area and emissions, a professional liability could cause you to have a suit um or some you know some legal ramifications and and you don't want to do that you know you you want to be protected and the thing is that it's maybe what $40, 60 dollars a month it's not that expensive and you're protected in case something like that was to happen you mm-hmm. know and we're talking about small businesses working from home and especially now with covid we saw that a lot you know people right. are working from home so that's what you know you you want to protect what your, your business, your services, let's say.
0: Well, and, and keeping in mind with COVID and what's going on right now and what has gone on over the last 15 months or so, um, if you are a small business and you have employees working out of their own homes, okay, what are the insurance requirements, if any, of that employer
1: still for the employee? You still need to have, depending on the number of employees you have, you still have to have workers' compensation okay. uh, for them. Still, they're still your employees, and they could still be, you know, uh, you could still have potentially a claim. It's a lot less the risk of that happening, but mm-hmm. you, you still need to have. You know, the, the Florida law says if you have for office, For non-construction, if you have four or more employees, you are required by law to have workers' compensation. You need to have workers' comp. If you're in the construction world for workers' comp, if you have one employee, you already are required to have workers' compensation.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, this gets kind of confusing sometimes because um, I know I have insurance on my company. Okay, as far as, and I'm a service based company. But what is the difference between, well, what, first of all, what's ENO errors and omissions? What is that insurance?
1: It, errors and omissions would cover you for, let's say, uh, negligence. It's it something, you know, a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an insurance agency in uh, one of my employees or myself, or something doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. That should have been done, you know. Um, It will cover for that type of error, for for a mistake that was done with services.
0: Okay, okay. Okay. And and as a service-based business, if you are, well, not necessarily just a service-based business, but let's say you are partnering with another organization. All right. The insurance, if you're partnering with that other organization, whether it be strategic partnering or whatever, does your insurance cover a partnership in, in a strategic
1: partnership? Not a real. It, yeah, it depends on how it was written okay. it, in the it, that whole needed to be done during underwriting. If as long as it during the underwriting process of the policy, they were informed of that. Uh, and the uh, carrier accepted that risk then yes you're covered um, but as you know um, as different partnerships and different strategic you know um, alliances or something are, is done you, you need to make sure that underwriting and the carriers are aware of it in order for you to be covered
0: okay so, so you have to disclose that. So Full even disclosure. If, even if we're going to, say, strategically partner on one project or something like that, we should be checking with our insurance agent.
1: To Always. Make sure, yeah. Always. Okay, right? Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: tell me, what drives the cost of
1: business coverage? It depends on the type of insurance. So let's say... Um, Uh, General liability is one of the insurances that we do, you know, the most. I mean, every business does um, general liability. It could be the type of services. So some general liability policies, what makes the cost go up or down is the amount of sales. Others could be the cost of labor. So it depends, you know, an accountant, it's uh, how many employees they have in the office that, that will make, you know, it will uh, affect the price. Um, how many services as an accountant they provide? You know, some only do taxes. Some do taxes and accounting. Some do forensic accounting. Some do audits. So it depends on the type of services that you provide. The cost will either increase or decrease. Um, that's why... That is all important during underwriting. You need to make sure you're asking the right questions. You need to make sure that the client is completing the applications and that they're accurate. You need to be double checking to make sure that they're accurate. Um, Because one little change, you know, a change from someone who does just taxes, for example, um, and now an accountant does taxes and audit, that price will definitely be higher. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's an, the, the amount of sales, the amount of um, for I'm talking about general liability, the right. amount of um, the labor you, or the amount of number of employees, the amount the cost of labor. If you if you're a contractor, if you're in construction, what's going to drive the price is going to be the cost of labor. OK, you okay. know, if, and you, for some businesses, if it's a warehouse, it could be the size of the warehouse. Right.
0: And do you cover? um, Do you deal primarily, or not primarily? But do you deal with uh, bonding insurance or anything like that as
1: well? No, I do bonding insurance, but bonding insurance for us as independent agents, we literally all we do are we're in the we we're just the intermarit we we just kind of in the middle.
0: Okay, we don't
1: really do it much here. I'm just in the middle between the client and the uh, bonding company. And I don't have any saying on much, you know, I just help the client since the client has all of the coverages here with me. um, We just help in, you know, that process of getting a bond. Um, We don't really, you know, it's all like, commercial insurance where we actually get involved and we, I don't really get too much involved. Most independent agents will not. We're just kind of in the middle.
0: Okay. To help
1: the client, you know, complete the applications. And and some bonds can be quite, quite involved.
0: Now, when we talk about workers comp, you already talked about, you know, as far as a small business, if you have four employees or more um, Mm -hmm. that, workers' comp is involved. What else do we need to know as far as workers' comp? Is there a limit on the number of claims, you know, um, uh, per company, that type deal?
1: Um, the, the, there is really no limit, um, but the, what happens is if the claim, they're going to be researching what happened, uh, especially in the construction world. In an office situation, I've never seen or had any issues mm-hmm. um, because it's a lot easier. We've had we've seen claims, but it's a lot faster and easier the process. Um, but in the construction world, they will uh, research to see what happened. Was this a valid claim? Was the employee actually doing the type of services that the underwriting? during the underwriting process um, uh, it was disclosed Uh, because believe it or not I mean it it happens Dana that people will not disclose information and then suddenly an employee is doing something else and not what you know not painting a house or not doing paving or not they were doing something a little bit different and then if that happens it, it could be left to the company to decide how how you know how much of the company was misinformed right and what they will do with that
0: and if but, i'm not mistaken that the price can be adjusted based on um, measures put into place safety measures put
1: into place and yes. things like that yes yes and it, it, and the longer you have i mean workers compensation is rated based on the type of services that you provide there's a there're class codes for everything General liability too, mm-hmm. um, but workers' comp. What people sometimes forget or do not know um, is that it's it's the rates are set by the state. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's really not much. You know, you can quote with me, or you can quote with another agent, and the price is going to be the same based on that class code. So if you are a painter and you're doing painting. It's going to be the class code that, you know, is going to dictate how much per per hundred you're going to pay on on your workers' compensation. What makes a difference is if you've had claims in the past, your modifier rate can go up. And we've seen that quite a bit. Okay. or if you if you have not had any insurance, you've been in business for a while, but you've had no insurance, your rate could also be go your you know modifier rate could go up or could be higher. I've had an, we've had custom clients that went from having a policy of avail- the same payroll, this everything the same, one year eleven thousand dollars, the next year went down to five thousand dollars. But then the following year, they had one claim. One employee got hurt. It was a nursing home. One employee got hurt. The next year, it more than doubled. So in one year, it was eleven thousand because of the rate modifier. The next year was down to five, and then the following year, because of one claim, uh, it went up so so much. Mm. So workers' comp, um, we say you need it. You must have it. But if you use it, depending on the situation, uh, and in most cases, I, it, you're going to see a substantial increase.
0: Just like any kind of insurance,
1: really, when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, but with workers' competence to be a little bit yeah. higher.
0: So let's <laughs> talk know? about um, commercial property insurance. What does that
1: cover? That will cover um, building. It will cover, you know, all the equipment that you have inside. So a restaurant, it will cover all the stoves, the refrigerators, everything um, that you have inside. Uh, You know, in in, in some cases, we we have clients that very high, very high amounts. And we're not even talking about the building itself uh, because they're renting. But they have very high amounts of property inside. Um, Even a small office like mine, we have, you know, we have... Fifteen computers in here, um, mm-hmm. besides the laptops. You know, you, you it adds up. If something was to happen, you know, and all the tables and all the chairs, and and sometimes people don't think about that.
0: No, and that's know. something, especially here in Florida, when you have hurricanes that come through. You know. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, can wipe out a business.
1: Yes. It's yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very. It, it's. You know, and people sometimes don't. Some. Some of the small businesses they do not. Um, they will get the general liability because they have to. Somebody's making them get it. So they will, because in order for them to get a job, because that's happening a lot too, Dana, in yes, this world, exactly. and, you know, you you will not get a job unless you have the proper coverages.
0: Well, I know anytime that you're dealing with any kind of um uh, public agency, they do require um, Yeah, if you're if you're going to be partnering with them or if you're going and proposing on a project with them, you have to have certain levels of general liability uh, as far as that's concerned. But um, now if I am a home-based business working out of my home and I have home insurance, okay, do I still, should I still be looking at the property commercial property insurance as well?
1: You should probably not because if your homeowner's policy indicates that you have home you know home-based business at home that policy may cover so you would have to check your homeowner's policy to see if okay. it's covered there if it is then no okay you so
0: you, you can identify uh you know a home-based business in
1: your home insurance in your basic yes. home policy yeah okay. some carriers will not accept it okay yeah,
0: yeah.
1: some carriers right away will say no Uh, But uh, some carriers will say this.
0: Okay. And what is commercial umbrella insurance?
1: Commercial umbrella is, it covers you above your, um, uh, let's say you have a general liability policy of a million. You have an auto commercial auto policy of, um, of a million dollars or 500. You can get an umbrella policy that will, that will cover you above when once you're, underlying policy liability limits have expired, your umbrella policy will cover up to whatever you have decided. So either a million, two million, three million, you know, people will get umbrella policies to want to cover them once their underlying policies, liability limits have expired. I have, you know, they've used them.
0: Okay. So, you know, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to understand this is like with your medical insurance and you can have a subsidy.
1: I'm not sure if because I'm not in the medical insurance. Okay. So I don't know how that works,
0: you but let's have a say you have
1: insurance policy and then a secondary insurance policy. Okay. That so, cover. Yeah. Yeah. So for liability. So let's say I have a general liability policy of a million dollars. Okay. And now suddenly I have a claim that is a million five hundred. My umbrella policy will take care of that five hundred.
0: Okay. 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 That's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. But but in order to have that umbrella policy, you need to have um, a certain level of the underlying policies, need to be at a certain level.
0: What is the basic
1: minimum level? Like 300, you know, auto, you know, 100, 300. You cannot have, you know, if, if you, you need to maintain a certain level of underlying policies. Okay. Because okay. It, it would be easy then. You can't have a 10-20-10, you know, yeah. basic yeah. limits and then get an umbrella policy. An umbrella policy is very inexpensive, by the way.
0: What are we looking at? When we're looking at, um, I mean,
1: 50, anything, $50 a month, $60 yeah, a month, not even that. I just keep going back
0: to the medical side and, and secondary insurance or, or supplementary insurance is what I'm thinking of. Oh, you know, okay. that's very minimal, you know, compared mm. to what your general overall insurance is. So that's, that's interesting. So is yeah. there a specific policy designed for small
1: businesses we have a policy called BOP, Business Owners Policy, and we write quite a bit of that. Um, they have specific guidelines; they will not accept certain risks, certain areas um, that they call, you know, higher, higher crime areas. But in general, um, and we write quite a bit of those. So that those are very good for a small business. They're going to give you the liability. They're going to give you employee, employers, liability, the EPLI. They're going to give some, some amount of property, you know, business property coverage. Um, they will even include um, cyber liability. They will include uh, auto owners, liability. you know, they, they will cover quite a few things and we have set, several carriers that will do several, several types of packages, but those are really good. I think they tend not to be expensive and they will have this package of, of a few items, you know, and make it really affordable.
0: How about business interruption or anything like that? Do they cover that?
1: They do. They do cover some of them uh, business interruption. If it's caused by a, a, a peril that they cover Okay. COVID didn't uh, fall under that one. <laughs> fire, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, not <Yeah>. COVID, no. <laughs> no, oh, no, COVID, no. COVID, no. That question came up when, I can imagine
0: know, it did. We
1: spent so much time on the phone talking yeah. to our clients. We were, we became counselors actually back then, <laughs> you know, when COVID came because people had a lot of questions. And we were there for, you know, we, we as an independent agency and customer service, we were there for them to, to try to help them th- go guide through that. But yes, um, COVID was not covered. Not in workers' comp and not in... Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, business no, in- that was definitely a business interruption, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> not now, an act we, of
1: God, anyway. <laughs> no, no. Now, Irma, I think it was Irma back then, uh, the, when, when we, we actually left town, too, uh, back three years ago, three years ago, Irma, mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people, offices were closed for five, six days or more, then that's a covered loss. Okay. Okay, but not 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 our, not uh, COVID. Yeah, we had a lot of we have a lot of clients at our restaurants. A lot. Oh we felt really God. bad they for got them. Hit
0: really hard. Yeah. yeah, but
1: they were not covered.
0: Wow. So, did you see a lot of small businesses just ending up shutting down and and losing a lot of
1: uh we, your small businesses during COVID? We saw, it was, during COVID, people tried to keep the, tried to keep it. They didn't cancel insurances, they didn't close, they didn't, you know, close the businesses. Uh, We saw more the month of July, when things were actually starting to get back a little back up to, you know, people suddenly, you know, some of the money was no longer from the government there, or something's just changed. And suddenly in July, we saw some people starting to cancel. Mm-hmm. policies um, because remember the the general liabilities of the workers comp and in most of the insurance policies the companies were allowing them not to pay in the month of march and april and may but then everything came due
0: and yeah, suddenly that's true.
1: That's you true. still have a bill and you still have to pay so we did not recommend that anybody stop paying and they did keep keep paying but then in, ju- in the month of july we saw some some closures. We, we saw some, uh, restaurants closing. We saw some businesses just deciding to give up. And we saw a lot of businesses in the month of August and September, just back up and opening and new restaurants showing up and, you know, um, and now it's just booming again.
0: Yeah. Now it's booming again. It's like, you know, uh, all of a sudden things are lifting up. I mean, there's still questionable, um, Uh, among uh, you know society you know and things like that but uh, i think we're starting to really see that veil being lifted but it's never going to go back the way it was no Uh, no you know
1: it's going to be you know before covid and after covid situation
0: yeah so what are some um you know we're getting close to the end here what are some of the biggest concerns coming from some of your clients Moving forward.
1: Regarding the just in general or. Yeah.
0: General in insurance, the the questions coming to you. from
1: Well, well, most of the uh, people are wanting to know more about what's covered, especially because they found out during COVID that certain things were not covered. So we're having to explain a little bit more about what's being covered, what's not being covered. People are asking definitely more questions about, you know, okay, so what does my general liability cover me? What does my workers' comp cover me? Um, Because they found out that, you know, workers' comp did not cover them for um, anything related to, you know, what we just went through, covid um, the restaurants suddenly found themselves not having sales but, and, and having business income, which is a great coverage for a general liability policy for a business, but it was not covered. Uh, it didn't cover for them being closed. So we're getting a lot more questions about people wanting to know more, not just give me a policy and this is what I need to get in order for me to get a job. No, they're wanting to know a little bit more. You know, Are there what, any
0: regulatory changes you see coming down the pike
1: as a result with, of all of this? Not with commercial. No, with commercial we don't. Besides the fact that a lot, when we're binding policies now, the COVID question comes up. You know, the COVID statement is there for us to read and and for the client to sign, just so that they understand what that it's not covered. Um. We, uh, we, we're not seeing that many changes when it comes to commercial insurance. We're seeing a lot in other markets like homeowners, but it's a whole different um, market out there, um, which is a whole different conversation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but with right. commercial, um, we're not seeing that many, that many changes. Uh, prices did go up a little bit. Um, but nothing compared to, uh, to homeowners.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. All right, Helen. Well, we're towards the end here. Do me a favor. And if you can kind of tell the listeners, our listeners here, how they can reach you
1: if they want more information. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. My name is Helen and L insurance. We are located in winter garden and in Tampa area but we pretty much service all of the Florida. You, I can be reached either here at the office at 407-654-6500 or my email, which is helen at nlinsurancefl.com. And I would love to help you. Very good. Well, once
0: again, this is Dana Olivo with Market Atomy and Charged Up Studio. And that concludes our episode for this week with Helen Oliveri. And we look forward to talking again next week. Talk to you later. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com.
1: You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon.